0: rise and crime everybody i'm rachel souza and i'm michelle chan and we're back
1: and recording has never been easier
0: well i mean it has we used to be in person
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no this is easier for the edit really yeah because then we don't talk over each other i can just make it sound like we have a conversation where we're not talking over each other
0: Oh my gosh, so true, because I tend to talk over you a lot, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's hard to tell. I just have a lot to say. <laughs> um, We're actually recording the same day we recorded last week's, because it makes our life easy to just do two at once. Indeed it does. So I really have nothing new to say. <laughs> yeah, really though.
1: Yeah. Um. Let's just so jump into I- it. yeah you get started with your small stuff yeah okay so mine is kind of similar to yours last week except mine is gonna be you have to guess what city the headline is from so the choices are Toronto, Hamilton, or Florida interesting each place has their own
0: characteristics of crime Toronto is usually a lot of robbery I feel like I don't know why I feel like that um i
1: don't know i don't know what hamilton's like ontario's florida yeah hamilton's always has like these bizarre articles of like weird things that happen in hamilton every year they have an article and it's just for hamilton yeah like that's that's a lot of crazy things that must happen
0: yeah for those of you don't know hamilton's in southern ontario south of south of toronto no west of toronto i'm not good with direction toronto I like and I know that if you drive west you'll get there, but I don't know if you need to go south as well.
1: I'm confused now. <laughs> Anyways, it is somewhere. It is where McMaster is located. That's a university. Yes. <laughs> also, it is where waterfalls are. Don't go chasing them. That is all I know about Hamilton crazy. other than the crazy headlines.
0: Okay, first headline. Hey, hold on, I just Google Maps it.
1: okay oh it's south of toronto so it is a little bit west and south so i wasn't wrong all right so man arrested after alleged also i should note that these articles have been i have like took out the city name in the article title but i linked them all so if you wanted to actually read them you can just check it out so man arrested after allegedly climbing on crane with a parachute i've seen this one what city is i've it seen from? this article
0: um because of how much we've researched for the small stuff that we do <laughs> i feel like that was on a hamilton list but it could have been on a toronto list i know it's not florida um because i've seen it recently uh i th- i'm
1: pretty sure it's a toronto article it is a toronto article hell yes all right next Woman steals lobster, curses out staff at Red Lobster. Red Lobster makes me think it's from Florida,
0: but that also, the fact that it's not Florida man, it's a woman. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, n- Red
1: Lobster makes me think it's from Florida. It is from Florida. Yeah. Alright. Store staff thwart robbery attempt by throwing bananas.
0: I've seen this article, too. Oh. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I'm, I'm no fun. You're ruining the game.
0: I am, I am. I'm sure... I thought that one was from Mississauga.
1: So, I'm gonna go Hamilton. It is Toronto.
0: Are you sure it's not from Mississauga?
1: Yes. Well, I don't know. It just says Toronto, so maybe it's Mississauga, because sometimes they do that with the GTA. Uh... That makes sense. So or maybe it, it also it also happened in Mississauga. Who knows? You don't know. I have three more, by the way. Okay. Okay. 61-year-old man arrested after Dolly Parton disguise robbery. Whoa. That's got to be Florida. That is Hamilton. No way. Indeed. That's hilarious. Okay, next one. He dressed as Dolly Parton? Yeah. That's, f- like... <laughs> What was he expecting? People
0: thought Dolly Parton robbed this (laughs) or robbed this store?
1: Yeah, you know, (laughs) what if you just, like, dress like, um, I don't know, like, Michael Jackson and uh, tried to rob a store. It's like, whoa, he came back from the dead.
0: Um, I would like to quickly say that somehow I remembered this, and it is- the banana throwers are from Mississauga. (laughs) Okay, I believe you.
1: I just looked it up. Um, anyways- Okay. Thieves steal $45,000 worth of lettuce. Lettuce? That's fun. Um, not really.
0: Uh $45,000? Yes. Do you think that much lettuce fits in like a truck? <laughs> like a, <laughs> a an 18-wheeler? Hell, I don't know, man. That's a lot of lettuce. Like how do they transport all that lettuce? Lettuce is very um, cheap. What if it's, like, really high-end lettuce? What if it's, like, from Whole Foods? <laughs>
1: um, I'm thinking lettuce. Florida. It is Hamilton.
0: Wow. I didn't even know there was $45,000 worth of lettuce in Hamilton.
1: <laughs> Apparently there is. Okay. Naked man starts house fire while smoking pot, drinking, and baking cookies on indoor grill. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think I just guessed Florida for all of them that I didn't know and just hoped. I think you got Hamilton and Florida so mixed up because the Hamilton's also whack as fuck.
0: Hamilton is the Florida of Ontario. It's <laughs> so whack. Yep, that was that's all. Okay. So unlike last week's case, I made a mistake last week. This is my correction right here. Michelle's case was not from Saanich County, but one of the guys in the case was from Saanich County. And they referenced it in an article that I was reading about this case because it's both youth and it's both in BC and it's like relatively close to each other. Not like tr- you can drive there close, but like close enough. Okay. So this is the case of Rena Verk.
1: I think I've heard that name before.
0: Yeah, it's a really, really famous case. Um, I got my information from a CBS documentary episode of Crime Stories, um, a Vice article by Re- Rebecca Godfrey, and Rebecca Godfrey also wrote a book called Under the Bridge about this case. Um, her article is just basically talking about her book. Um, and oh, that's a like my essay CB- about the book. Yeah, I know, right? It's like very similar. And also a CBC article by Bridget Watson. So that is my main sources. So this takes place in November of 1997 in Saanich, in Saanich which is very close to Victoria. Uh, it's known to be a safe place, beautiful, um, but the suburbs are known to be a little less safe. They have a higher crime rate than the average of the country, especially in the 1990s. So it's just like a part of town that's like not as nice, mm-hmm. basically so rena Verk was born in victoria and raised in victoria she has an incredibly loving family she was known to be a very happy child very social um but she also lived she was not uh white and she lived in a very white community so this made her different and stand out to kids and it resulted in her being bullied for being different so basically the foundations of racism and children yep um, and it's just very unfortunate that this still goes on and ugh, and it starts at such a young age. So she was bullied for being different, um, and bullied for her appearance as well, because she was, she had like a heavier build. So she was just very bullied growing up, but she had her family who loved her very much and she was so because she was bullied she was so desperate to fit in she just wanted to be like everyone else she wanted to fit in and be cool like so badly Mm -hmm. um so she turned to a different lifestyle to try to fit in in her in her 13 14 year old years so she starts dressing more gangster and tries to fit in with the quote-unquote bad kids okay or smokers so to say um (laughs) stoners yeah, basically. She- oh, I dropped my mic. Sorry.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> you yeah. So the basically, mic? she
0: wants. I did. I dropped the mic. Oh my gosh. Um, so she wants to be friends with these kids and try to fit in with them because she feels that's her best chance of being able to fit in. So she starts smoking and, like I said, wearing more gangster type fashion, and then she starts to rebel against her parents. Um, her parents were Jehovah Witnesses, so they were very religious. And it also meant that she didn't have too much freedom, but also she's 14. Like, you're not gonna get total freedom at 14. Yeah. Um, so her friends, a lot of them came from foster homes and group homes. And her friends told her uh, that she should try to move out of her house. She's 14. That she should try to move out of her house in order to have more freedom from her parents. They went as far as to to tell her that she should just lie to get into the foster care and group home program.
1: What the heck? All right. So
0: she does exactly this because she wants to fit in with these kids so badly. She wants to have freedom. She wants to go party with them.
1: That's so upsetting. It's really sad, but her parents
0: kind of understood that she was being bullied and she wanted this so bad. So they kind of didn't really fight her much on it, you know? Because they wanted the best for their child. They wanted her to be happy.
1: So they they cared for her so much. That letting her get into the foster care system would be the best way?
0: Well, she got put into a group home. Okay. uh, Where some of her friends resided as well. Um, But this actually resulted, instead of making her happy, she just started to skip school, partying more, drugs, alcohol, the whole lot of everything. Mm hmm. So, let's fast forward to November 14th, 1997. Uh, At 8.30 p.m., 30 teens gather outside of Shoreline Secondary, which is their school. All these teens are 13 to 15. They're all in junior high. Mm -hmm. And they gather there for an outdoor party, something that happened every single Friday. So, the kids were out there drinking, smoking weed, cigarettes, doing, you know, teen stuff, even though they're only... 13 14
1: 15 that is young
0: I, it is young and it's like i feel like now in today's culture it is getting younger like kids are getting younger and starting that kind of stuff younger but this is in, in 97
1: How, yeah i don't know is it older than there <laughs> in i don't 97? know i feel
0: like it, i feel like it was younger And then somewhere randomly, when I was 14, it was younger, or it was older again, and then now it's younger again. I don't know. I actually
1: Googled Googled the average age that teens start drinking, and it said 14. Really? Yeah, it said 14. I guess that's grade 9. That is grade 9. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But also, then I looked at another article, and it was like, it was uh way back when and that was like they were 16 17
0: interesting
1: yeah but that was like way back when (laughs) like 19 well so yeah okay anyways go on this seems
0: about the right age that people would start yeah it makes sense. 13 seems really young for some reason yeah me
1: too i think so too even though 14 is not much of an upgrade but at least you're in high school
0: well they're all in junior high in here in this they go to shoreline secondary which is a junior high school
1: yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's just something unsettling about the fact that a grade 8 is drinking.
0: Yeah. And that's happening a lot more these days. Oh, that's Okay. Weird. Anyways. So, they're having this party outside school. It always happens. But this one was seeming to get more out of hand. And one of the kids actually threw a rock through the school's window, breaking it. So, the school janitor called the police, like, right away. Uh, and the police show up, and they scatter the party. The kids scatter three main locations a motel parking lot um a convenience store and the craig flower bridge which was a bridge nearby okay so rena ends up at the convenience store with a couple of her friends um also this was like a really exciting night for rena because she wasn't usually invited to these outdoor parties it was like a a new occurrence for her Mm -hmm. so she finally felt like she was fitting in you know Mm mm-hmm um so, at the convenience store, she calls her family, she calls her mom and dad, and she says that she wants to go home to their home tonight because it's way closer than her the location of her group home mm-hmm. to, like, the convenience store that she's at. So, her parents agree, and they, they figure out that they'll see her in probably about, like, 20 minutes if she walks home.
1: hmm
0: So, um, a few of the girls come into the convenience store and... And they're like, "Hey, Rena, we're continuing the party down by the Craigflower Bridge. You should come with us." And Rena is excited about this. You know, she's fitting in. They're inviting her places, so she goes with them to the bridge. But of course, this means that she's not returning home right away. So her parents start to worry, mm-hmm. and they call the group home to see if she actually returned. Um, because it's around midnight, and midnight is the group home's curfew.
1: Yeah.
0: So, her parents, uh, Saman and Manjeet, uh, they call the group home and the group home, and then they ask for the girl who they knew Rena was at the party with. Yeah. So, and the girl says she saw Rina at the party, but hasn't seen her since. okay. So, the group home faxes the police, uh, saying that one of the residents is missing. But, this is actually a common occurrence because by law, the group home's have to send a fax to the police when any of their residents miss curfew. So they're not taken very seriously, and usually they're found the next day.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So even though the police are alerted, it doesn't actually mean too much, you know? It's not like they're filing a missing persons report. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So by the next morning, Rena has still not showed up at her home or the group home. So her mom calls the police herself to report her missing. This is on the morning of November 15th. Mm Mm-hmm. But the police say they have that the parents have to wait forty eight hours to file a missing persons report, uh, which is because you know the whole she's probably just a runaway, blah 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 blah.
1: What the heck? I thought you said that was a myth. Probably wasn't a myth. It is a then. myth. It's it is a myth though. People. Then um, why? What the fuck is the police doing? Um,
0: I was watching a true crime video the other day. S- here, sorry, side anecdote. I was watching a true crime video the other day where a mother was told that she has to wait 30 days by a nine was told by a 911 operator that she has to wait 30 days for her daughter to be missing before she can file as a missing person until then she's just a runaway
1: excuse me 30 days
0: i know the mother went straight to the police and the police were like yeah that 911 operator was really incorrect so that's scary to think about the amount of misinformation that could be spread
1: yeah what the heck was it ever a thing not the 30 days the 48 hours maybe this case in 1997 was a thing
0: this is where we're gonna get all those apple reviews that say these girls don't know the law blah 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 you know the ones that we get
1: okay to reiterate you know what we are not professionals (laughs) and we do not know the laws
0: claiming to know the law here
1: (laughs) this is just for fun okay
0: for fun and for like just to let you know what's going on in Canada that this stuff does happen here
1: yeah okay okay
0: carry on anyways so the parents do wait the 48 hours and Rena still doesn't show up and none of the friends know where she is either Mm -hmm. she even missed plans with some of her friends like the parents called around and one of her friends said she missed plans that they had on the day before okay so Uh, Monday, November 17th rolls around and all the kids are going to school after the weekend. You know, it's Monday. And rumors start spreading around the school that an assault took place at the Craigflower Bridge, the night of the party. And eventually someone alerts the police of this assault and they begin interviewing students, but no one names any suspects or uh, names that it's actually Rena. They just said it's a girl with dark hair that got assaulted.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it really the interviews don't really turn up anything useful until November 19th. So the Wednesday, a girl tells police that someone in her group home was bragging about an assault on Rena Verk and she, and saying that she was there firsthand. Oh my God. Okay. So this, this girl tells police that the girl from her group home told her. So it's a, it's confusing because it's the girl in a group home told this girl and this girl is telling the police. So okay. it's not a firsthand account. I see. So she tells the police that the girl that she lives with in the group home and a bunch of other girls uh, had planned to attack Rena the night of the party, and that's why she was invited.
1: Oh my god, that's so awful.
0: They said that days prior, they called around and and got together a group of eight teens to be involved in this assault. Um, because apparently Rena did something to one of the girls that really upset them. And there's a lot of speculation as to what this is. Um, I'll get into it a little bit later, but it's, nothing's actually been confirmed.
1: hmm
0: So, apparently they brought Rina down under the Craigflower Bridge, and that is when they beat her, they started to beat her up, basically, and, which is terrible, and... Uh, then the girl said that one of the eight teenagers, uh, said to the rest of them, we need to stop beating her up. It's getting too serious. This is too much. Mm -hmm. And then she threatened the rest of the group. She said, and I quote, if anybody wants to continue, they'll have to go through me. So, uh, they stopped. And according to this girl, Rena left and so did everyone else. So that's what this girl tells, uh, police. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then police are like okay this is a bigger missing bigger than a missing persons investigation this is like an assault possibly a homicide they're getting really worried and they're like we have to have a bigger investigation
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the rcmp get involved and a couple of other investigators get involved and they decide to look they finally after literally like five days they're like okay we should probably go look at the craig flower bridge even though the, these rumors had been circulating since monday <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, now is when we should look.
0: So now let's go look at the Craigflower Bridge. So they go and they look at the possible crime scene, and they find literally nothing. <laughs> oh okay. Um. So then a Canada-wide search begins for Rena because they think maybe she is alive, and she's just run away somewhere because she's so embarrassed from being beat up, or, or she's just so uncomfortable living in this community. They are not sure. Mm-hmm. So a Canada White search begins, but nothing comes of it, no tips, nothing really. But then a girl comes forward who says she actually was one of the people who was part of the assault. She was one of the 18s there. Okay. So she finally names all the names to the police of the eight people that were there. It was seven girls and one boy.
1: Oh my god. These kids.
0: And she describes.
1: Sorry, I was gonna say. They are all 14 or 15 the, years old. What the heck? These kids are so young and they're so stupid and they're so awful. So this girl finally names all names, like I said, and then she describes to the
0: police Rena's attack in detail. She says that Rena approached the group with the two girls that led her there from the convenience store. They surrounded her, and a girl walked up to Rena and put her cigarette, her cigarette out on Rena's forehead, and then all hell broke loose. Oh my God. So she confirmed the rest of the story that somebody in the group said to stop and that they all dispersed uh, and left to go to the motel parking lot, leaving Rena alone and injured so all these names were known to the police for petty crimes and one name stood out to an rcmp officer because it was actually her one of her family friends oh <clears throat> so rcmp officer recognized the name kelly ellard because she was very close friends with her family and had known kelly since she was nine mm-hmm. uh, kelly was known to be kind of a bully around the school i'll give you some more background on her she had a pretty average life she had a stay-at-home mom and a coach dad she lived in like a nicer part of town like not the suburbs so they had like kind of money uh she was 15 at the time of this assault and she was known to be into rap and she had this one friend and they shared a lot of, of the same interests of serial killers and mafia boss John Gotti, and they always talked about how they dreamed of joining the New York mob and becoming female hitmen. Oh. So yeah, just really not, not great 15 I was
1: gonna say serial killers, that's us, and then you said join the mob, and I-
0: No, 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 they like serial killers as in they wanted to, you know, be with serial killers. Yeah,
1: okay, this is not cool no. or edgy, this is- terrifying and concerning
0: yeah so it's also confirmed that her friend that she was talking about in this or the friend that i was talking about uh that shared the same interests with her was also one of the people joined in on the assault i would expect nothing less so then november 21st uh the police bring in all eight people who were involved in the attack and put them in separate rooms of the police station to interview each of them individually Mm -hmm. and each of them Pointed to Kelly as being the main person who set up this assault and the main assaulter. Mm-hmm. Attacker, sorry. Assaulter, that's assailant. not assailant. Assailant. I don't know that word. I'm not. My vocabulary is smaller than it should be. <laughs>
1: okay. Um.
0: So from these interviews, they found out that Rina actually did get up after she was attacked and she tried to walk home on the north side of the bridge. But two people from the original attack followed her. Those two people were Kelly Ellard and Warren, the boy Warren Glowatsky. So then they actually approached her and told her that they felt bad and they would walk her home. But instead they took her down the other side of the bridge. Uh, When they came back up they met up with the people in the they came back up without Rena and they met up with the people in the motel parking lot and there is where Kelly and Warren told all of the others As well as a stranger that Kelly asked a cigarette for from, like, off of the streets, they told all these people what they had just done. And here's what they had just done. So they brought Rena down the other side of the bridge, and they began once again to beat her up. And Kelly then told Rena, remove your shoes and jacket, which Rena complied with, and they continued to beat her so badly that she was unconscious at this point. Then Kelly Ellard by herself, not with Warren, Kelly Ellard drags Rena's body down to the shore of the water, brings her into the water, lights a cigarette, and uses her foot to hold Rena's head underwater until she's dead. Oh
1: my god. That is This girl's
0: fifteen. This
1: girl is insane.
0: And while she's holding this girl's head underwater she's smoking a cigarette
1: that is insane
0: like just the most like disgusting human I cannot
1: what even... is Warren doing?
0: And Warren's just standing there watching
1: okay continue
0: So literally they go back up from the bridge and tell every and Kelly tells everyone like is bragging about it to people like literally random strangers on the street
1: oh my god and no one called the police or said anything
0: no one called the police if
1: a 15 year old came up to me and said that she just killed someone i would probably call the police
0: well according to everyone these were just like rumors like nobody knew nobody believed kelly they thought she just wanted to act cool
1: still concerning that bragging about murder is cool
0: so the next morning uh kelly brought a friend back to the crime scene where they picked up Rena's shoes and jacket and disposed of them in a city garbage can. And all of this came out in the interviews that the police did with the eight people. But of course, Kelly in her interview was like, no, I had I of course I didn't kill her. And she tried to blame her best friend that was mentioned earlier, who was into serial killers. She tried to blame the entire murder on her. Mm-hmm. And was just like, oh, every all of this is rumors. It's high school. It's rumors. I didn't do anything. I didn't kill her. And she was just being so uncooperative. But everybody else had already been like, no, this is, it's her. You know, it's her and Warren. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bit of background on Warren. Warren Glowetsky had an alcoholic mother who left the family. And then him and his father moved to a trailer park. But then his father left him for a woman in California, leaving Warren to couch surf to different on different friends' uh, couches. And at the time Warren also wanted to be cool and told people he wanted to be a part of a gang when he grew up and the same the same stuff as all the other attackers in this case. They're all fourteen and fifteen. It's absolutely insane.
1: Yeah. In the words of my chemical romance, teenagers scared the living shit out of me.
0: Yeah, literally. That is scary. You're um, fourteen. Okay, so after these interviews, the six girls were charged with assault as youths. But Warren and Kelly were charged with second-degree murder as adults, just like in your case last week. Oh. It was such a violent crime that they decided that they would be tried as adults. Yeah, they
1: deserve to be.
0: Yeah, but instead of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, even though- It's
1: clearly first-degree murder. I don't murder. know.
0: I think it was kind of planned, but I guess they could only get them on second-degree, so. She,
1: she held her head underwater while smoking a cigarette.
0: Well, second degree implies that it was in the moment killed her, not, like, a planned thing. Fine. So Fine. So police continue to search for Rena's body as it still hasn't been found, and the family, it's still, these stories still aren't 100% confirmed until they actually find the body, so the family's still holding on to hope that these are just rumors and everything. Um, they send in a dive team to the gorge where, uh, uh, the the of the gorge that's under the bridge and they have helicopters searching above and i feel like in all of my research into every case i've ever listened to nothing's ever been found by air you know
1: uh i was gonna say what about that time no i was remembering the giant like uh rv that they hid in like one of the campgrounds but they couldn't find it by air
0: yeah i feel like nothing gets found by air Mm -hmm. you know but not in this case. In this case, the helicopters actually spot uh, a body 200 meters from the bridge. And it is confirmed to be the body of Rena Verk, uh, dead and beaten with no jacket and no shoes, just like the teenagers mm-hmm. had described. So they tell Rena's family, and obviously they're devastated. Um, they literally cared for Rena so much and they wanted her to be so happy. And it's literally devastating to
1: have your child be murdered by other 14 year olds yeah by people that she wanted to be accepted by that is disgusting i
0: know it's just and she was 14 at the time when she when she died so when she was murdered so a search warrant uh is put in place for kelly's parents house see this is just how young they are it's kelly's parents house and they find a really dirty jacket um and it didn't it wasn't rena's it turned out to just be uh kelly's from the night of the murder and they take this in for evidence so now they have like a lot of physical evidence like they have this jacket they have rena's body they have everything but they still can't find a motive Mm -hmm. and really no motive was ever truly confirmed or at least not to the media maybe it's probably the police or the courts know but and i guess those course doc- court documents could be released but i'm honestly not too sure and the six youth girls that were charged with assault their names have never been released because they were tried as mm-hmm. youths so an autopsy is done on rita's body and it comes back um and the cause of death is drowning but the coroner does not believe Rena even would be able to survive the injuries inflicted on her by Warren and Kelly in the second beat up.
1: Oh, this is so sad.
0: That's how bad oh they God. beat her up.
1: That's so sad.
0: So it's just disgusting. Um so the assaulters go to trial in 1998 in February and they all get either from 60 days to 1 year in a youth facility. Which is honestly mm-hmm. not enough. But be- I guess because they cooperated with police and told the full story, maybe it's lighter. I don't really know. Um, Warren goes to trial next. Uh, he didn't have a very good lawyer, it was noted. Their lawyer w- see, used to, was uh, used to doing DUI cases, and this was straight mm-hmm. up a murder case. But because he didn't have a lot of money, he couldn't get like a big time lawyer. But Moran admitted to what he did, but still claims he did not know that Kelly was going to kill Rena. He just thought they were going to beat her up and leave. Mm -hmm. But in June of 1999, he is convicted to life in prison with a chance of parole after seven years. Okay. Which is the maximum case, or the maximum sentence for secondary Mm -hmm. murder. In March 2000, Kelly goes to trial. And she pleads not guilty. Okay. This bitch, I'm calling a 15 year old a bitch right now, but she deserves it. She showed literally no remorse. She could not figure out what she did wrong. And she was so angry the whole time, they had to give her tranquilizers so she could be in court. She needs help. Uh huh um she was literally quoted as saying let me
1: live my life why do you care <laughs> oh my god that is some serious serial killer behavior but because her
0: parents had money she got like a big time lawyer who is good no um and this meant her trial well not her a single trial but her trial multiple trials went on for the next 10 years that is awful. <laughs> so, in her first trial, she was convicted for a second degree murder, but she appealed, and her lawyer, you know, good lawyer, uh, the appeal was granted. So they gave her a new trial. In this second trial, resulted in a hung jury of deadlocked at eleven to one. So, meaning either one person was so convinced that she was guilty or mm-hmm. not guilty. Um, so then they had to have a third trial and she was convicted again in 2000 but then she appealed again and finally in 2009 the supreme court convicts her once and for all but because she's been in prison the whole time she's already almost at the seven year mark which is when parole would be granted not granted she'd be up Mm -hmm. for parole meaning she would be eligible for parole in 2011 and she's only convicted 2009 for the Mm -hmm. final time so in 2010 Warren is actually released on parole like fully Mm -hmm. released Um, he's 29 at this point but unlike Kelly he's incredibly remorseful he was a model prisoner um, and he actually requested to meet with Rena's parents to apologize uh, fully and tell them how remorseful he truly was, and they actually forgave Aww. him and were happy that he was doing good things in That's life nice. now. Um, Rena's parents, who are incredibly strong and caring people, like I can't even stress that enough, they now travel around to different schools across Canada telling Rena's story and talking about bullying and being bystanders and how if you see something, you have to say something. And they're educating kids on, on how to not stand by, on how to get adults involved. Aww. Oh, that's so. St- which is yeah. amazing. And Rena, poor Rena, literally just wanted to fit in. It's so freaking mm-hmm. tragic. Um, so, Rebecca Godfrey, she actually knew some of the people who assaulted Rena, and she wrote this book. And in the book she lays out this motive that she believes is the motive for the murder and her the motive she lays out is that rena stole kelly's friend's notebook that had a bunch of guys numbers in it and then rena called all the guys and talked badly about kelly's friend telling all the guys that kelly's friend had aids and fake eyebrows (laughs) and then this is when kelly and her friend decided to get all these people together to attack rena that's upset. So, it's literally over, like, high that school drama.
1: awful. So awful.
0: Um, so, Kelly, as far as I know, is in- right now she's in a halfway house as of 2019. So, she's out of prison. She changed her name to Carrie Sim. She had a child in prison with a gangster, and- <laughs> uh yeah for the first many years of her incarceration she was just rebel the whole time she was angry she would hoard tush- toothbrushes and make shibs Bro, out of that them
1: thing should not have a child
0: and eventually she said that having a child was the best therapy and that once she had a child she began to uh express remorse and began to take responsibility for it her actions too late for that and that is when she got let out into a halfway house so that is the tragic story of rena Verk and the terrible people of kelly ellard and warren Gl- oh my gosh i can't say his name i'm so sorry warren Glowetsky. um yeah and i hope warren actually has turned his yeah. life around and i hope kelly actually feels remorses in just saying that because wow what a terrible human yeah.
1: kelly's the worst
0: sorry that was so long and i'm honestly not sure how much sense that all made because i'm not gonna lie the documentary i watched did not lay out anything in order <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so i tried to put everything in order but i'm not sure if i might have mixed some stuff up i read some articles to fact check it and this seems like the clear it made version sense to me okay i hope it makes sense to everyone sorry mine have just been so long recently <laughs> um i don't know what has happened it's okay. You just find interesting cases. Um, also, I think that it might be a fun quarantine treat if next week we film ourselves. Um, and put it on YouTube. Maybe. Because I've gotten a lot of people telling me recently that it would be nice if they could see us as well and that it would they'd be more inclined to listen that way
1: i really don't like filming myself
0: oh trust girl me either but i'm saying maybe maybe and you give us feedback out there if we put out one video and they listen to that because it's a video and they like it maybe they'll listen to the audio (laughs) i don't know i don't know i'm just saying if you like listening to us please tell your friends please advertise on your instagram stories like please help us out um we're really trying here we're trying our best and it's just yeah we just want it's it's past a year this podcast is over a year old oh my
1: god really
0: yeah because the other day i got you this is such a thing to say the other day i got a snapchat memory is that what it's called yeah i got one of those um and it was me advertising on our story for episode seven, the Shafia murders. so like we're already whoa
1: more way more than We're only year. at forty two episodes because we skipped a bunch of weeks.
0: I know. I know. Well, you know what school comes first, so I yes, don't feel bad true. about it.
1: Oh my God, that's crazy. we We missed the one year mark. I know we did. I wonder what our one year yeah, mark was. I have no
0: idea. <laughs> like I have no idea.
1: Well, let's quickly,
0: instead of our highs and lows, let's quickly do two recommendations. Do one thing that you're listening to, it could be a song, it could be a podcast, and do one thing you're watching. It could be a movie, it could be a show.
1: Uh, Watch Parks and Rec. That is... Okay, and what should we listen to? <laughs> Let me look at my Spotify. I
0: should also look at my Spotify right now.
1: But really, do watch Parks and Rec. They have great cameos. Uh, Michelle Obama is literally a cameo, and so was Joe Biden. It was so weird. That is so weird. You should listen. <laughs> my um. My most recently added song is "Say So" by Doja Cat,
0: <laughs> featuring. Oh my gosh, are you seriously just <laughs> getting there? Featuring Nicki Minaj.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ah that's funny so maybe listen to Doji um, Cat she's kind of funny
0: she is funny she is um okay my watch is man I had my Spotify out but I didn't have my Netflix out
1: also Community did a reunion over Zoom oh yeah and Donald Glover was in it I know that was fun i didn't watch that yet so that is something i do need to watch it's in a season that you probably haven't seen oh no no you have you have it's the no i have i'm on season six girl Yeah, yeah yeah it's the it's the very sad one that you cried for
0: yes i know which one no it's the one before that it's the the will one
1: yes it's so funny i love it um okay
0: so uh watch oh my gosh i don't even know Watch Jeopardy on Netflix. That's my I recommendation. S-
1: <laughs> I still haven't. I've never seen Jeopardy still. You need to watch that because that's my favorite. Okay.
0: Also, the Masked Singer finale was tonight. And I just wanted to say, first of all, spoiler. Second of all, I knew it was Jesse McCartney all along. Um, <laughs> and listen to... I'm going through another Lana Del Rey phase, which I do like I'm every- always oh
1: my god lord hinted at new music
0: she did which is going to be absolutely phenomenal we all know oh my god
1: i'm so excited i'm so ready for lord so am i
0: so yes i guess listen to lana del rey but i guess that's an always an always uh recommendation but two songs that i just added to my oh my gosh these are funny two songs i just added to my playlist include promiscuous by nelly Furtado. (laughs) (laughs) And Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys.
1: (laughs) Thank you, everybody. All right. So remember, if you're going to rob anything, make sure that you dress as a celebrity. Peace and love. Goodbye.